Welcome to The Workplace, the podcast where we try to make the places we work, places we love to work. I'm Andrew Scarcella. Every episode, we'll be talking with a different expert about what makes great workplace cultures tick. A Navy fighter pilot, an HR analyst, a fashion icon, who knows? Will they have all the answers? Nope. But with each one, we'll get a little closer to figuring out what we can do to build workplace cultures where people are happy, healthy, and inspired to do the best work of their lives. Tiffany Maddock is the Senior Director of Organizational Effectiveness at Thomson Reuters, where she's in charge of workplace culture strategy. Her goal? Bring out the best in people. From encouraging behaviors that fuel strong customer connections to driving programs that create a positive work environment, Tiffany has shaped a thriving, high-performing culture that's the envy of Fortune 500 companies across the globe. And if it isn't, it should be. Tiffany was interviewed by Anna Bentz, a writer, producer, and prolific puppy mama. How big is the pack, Anna? Still just the two. For now. Oh, boy. So what made you want to interview Tiffany Maddock for The Workplace? You know, her whole attitude is just amazing. I actually met her about a year before I interviewed her, and I've admired her ever since, not just as a thoughtful, successful woman, but as a person. She's so down-to-earth, you forget you're talking to a thought leader from such a widely known company. So you're besties now, right? Uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear what you two talked about. Let's get to it. Tiffany, <clears throat> thank you for joining us. It's so great to have you here. Um, why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Sure. My name is Tiffany Maddock, and I'm Senior Director of Organizational Effectiveness at Thomson Reuters. And I've actually committed my whole career to Thomson Reuters to date. I've been there for 24 years, but spent the first 19 of those years in technology and actually came out of my technology life uh, because I kind of had a moment of trying to figure out, like, is technology my forever? Is that my life? And um, at that time, we were starting to take the technology organization through culture change and shift. And so when I saw the efforts that they were making and what they were going to do for culture, I raised my hand and I said, I want in. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of a whole new venture for me. I came in to do a bunch of managing of that project, but ended up uh, falling in love with the content and um, really finding my purpose and my way at work. My purpose is to inspire others to be at their best at work, but also at home. So I'm a big, big advocate of that blend between how you are at work and how you are at home is really one story. And so I, my goal is to inspire people to really bring their best to both places. What was that moment, that aha moment for you where you thought, I need to switch into culture and people? Short and simple, I was in the wrong job. Mm -hmm. I loved my boss. I loved the people I was working with. Yeah. But I was not playing to my strengths. Yeah. But I didn't have the awareness to know that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And um, that experience actually took a physical toll on my body because I was so stressed trying to do and be something that I wasn't. And I did it for a year. And at the end of that year, I just, I kind of had a breakdown. I'm like, I cannot, whatever this is, whatever's going on is not working for me. My body is telling me it's not right, yeah. but I wasn't listening. And so at the end of that year, I just committed to kind of doing a deep dive on who am I? What do I want to be when I grow up? Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to figure that out. I, I could see 40 on the horizon. Yeah. And it's like, is this it? Is this all I'm doing? Is this my life? And am I going to spend another 20 years doing this? 
uh, or am I going to find my way? And so that's what I spent five years trying to figure out, like, what is my way? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot of work. And so as a result of that, I do a lot of career and kind of mentoring and helping people find that way. And what do you say to those people that you mentor that you want to help when they maybe are stuck or they don't know where else to go and they thought this was my path, but I now I don't know where life needs to take me? I think for me, it's helping people get really clear about who they are. Mm -hmm. I think people spend way too much time trying to be somebody they're not, mm -hmm. and they actually can't show up authentically at yeah. work as their true self. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking to people, I help them find that truth and that those key strengths that actually bring out their best because anybody just trying to do some odd job that mm -hmm. is not in alignment with what they're good at, I mm -hmm. think is just a recipe for stagnant, you know, yeah. not growing. So I really try to coach them into just self-awareness and personal growth and just um, find those opportunities to chase those things you're interested in, you know, notice what they are and yeah. go after them. And maybe it, it means staying here to work, but maybe it doesn't. A lot of people I've mentored have actually left the company, really? but I'm okay with it. It's like, if, yeah. if, if this isn't the spot for you, I'd rather see you somewhere where you're happy and you're successful. So it's, yeah. I've had to just settle into that. I couldn't agree more. I know. And especially millennials and younger generations are, they're not staying at places very long. And so it's really interesting that that's, you know, you've kind of had to come to that realization mm -hmm. yourself, but you know, mm -hmm. people have to be happy. Yes, they do. Yes, um, I think it's important. Yeah. So we spend, we spend 30% of our lives at work. Yeah. So to me, talking about happiness and work in the same sentence makes sense, but we don't really talk about it like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to change that. I know you're saying part of your purpose is to help inspire people. Um, what's one way or a couple ways that you help to do that at Thompson Reuters? Um, I truly think I lead the way through mm -hmm. total authenticity and vulnerability and integrity. Like mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to show up and do me. Yeah. And if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's much more satisfying for me to walk out of my house every day being myself than trying to fit into somebody else's idea yeah. of what I should be. And actually me making that decision to step into my own self and my own power mm -hmm. has changed everything yeah. in my ability to lead and the people that I am surrounded by, the people that are showing up for me and helping me on things that I'm really passionate about, they're helping me move the dial. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, that's leadership. Do you think right. it's really important for leaders to quit with the whole, I need to be perfect, I'm a leader? I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I think leadership and the ego behind that, you just lose everything. Mm -hmm. And I think you your perspective gets so narrow. And I think it's also lonely at the top. Like you really don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so to get into um, some of the ground that, you know, just where it's the front line, what's going on in the front line and how can we have more awareness to that and lead from that level instead of this ivory tower thing. Earlier, <clears throat> I know we were talking about Thomson Reuters and their, what they do for appreciation and recognition. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Yes, yes. So we um, started a movement that we call hashtag happy at TR. And it's about trying to increase the amount of positivity we're experiencing at work. Um, Chip Heath talked about it in his, um, his book around the power of a moment. And so my goal was just, let's just see if we can inspire some positive emotional moments in the lives of our employees. And it's gone crazy. Like people are starving for something good and something positive. Like we're drowning in the negativity of 
Facebook and news and just all the things going on, it's just killing us. We are so starving for something good to take back to our desk and stare at every day. I just had no idea what was going to come of all that. And it's made, and the stories just keep coming in over and over again. And something about it is working. And, um, you know, you got to go where the energy is and people want it. And so we're going to deliver it. No one can see it on the podcast right now, (laughs) but these little cards that say, you know, you're awesome. Like you made someone feel like they were somebody today. Mm -hmm. What's a card you remember that someone wrote out? Well, so um, perfect example. So I was speaking this week at this conference and uh, my colleagues that are here with me left me a card, um, just encouragement. They all wrote on it. Uh, and in there, they stuck all the cards, you know, a bunch of our cards. Mm-hmm. And I laid them out all on a on the counter, and I picked one, and that was going to be the one I was going to use for my speech. Mm-hmm. And the one I picked was be you. Simple. Five letters, but just this powerful reminder that, like, being on the stage and being in front of anybody ever, like, the most the best thing I can give this world is to be myself. Yep. And so that card and those words, um, huge meaning for me. What advice would you give kind of the younger generation coming in? I know we talked earlier about um, what you say to them when they're struggling, but anyone who's just starting out and maybe thinks they do know what they want. I think your physical body has a way of telling you when things are right and when they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And so to coach a young person to to have enough awareness to know Mm -hmm. your body, if you're doing it right and if you're on track and you are where you're supposed to be, you're going to have a physical feeling. You're going to be inspired. You're going to want to wake up every day and get into work. You're going to make connections with other people and you're going to love it. But it actually has a different look as well. Mm -hmm. And that comes in the form of extreme stress and anxiety and worry and no connection and just almost like that hatred at work. And so it's very, so it's like noticing, like for me, one of the issues I was having at certain points in my career is that the reason I was having such a visceral reaction to the work I was doing Mm -hmm. is because I was actually out of alignment with my personal values. Mm -hmm. So your personal value system is, uh, is your guiding light and your, it's kind of, it's the beacon that shows you the way. Mm -hmm. And so when you get out of alignment and you get off track, integrity is a huge thing for me. And I've been in moments in my career where I actually had to compromise my relationships and my integrity for our business and for the partnerships I was in inside the business. Mm -hmm. Huge problem for me. Like, but I didn't know it. Like if you don't have the awareness to what your values are, then you just, you're chugging along and you don't know why you're suffering, but it's, it's, it's values based. So the earlier in life that you can identify and there's, it's something very easy to do via the web. You can just Google it. Identify what your values are, like know what you value so that when you're making decisions about my next job, my next place to work, is this the right career for me? Well, is it in alignment? Like for me, I was doing, I was writing papers for the board. Like there was one of my values is to help others. And a lot of people have that same value. Mm -hmm. I could see no benefit in writing board papers. Zero. How was this helping the world in any way, shape, or form? Yeah. So I had to redirect my career, and now I'm helping people every single day be at their best. So now I'm in sync. I'm in line. And what are what are your values? Integrity without question. Like everything I do, everything I say is yeah. 100% for me, for real. Yeah. Uh, personal growth. I spend all of my free time working. You know, if I have time, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to books. I am working on my own personal growth every single day. Great. And that allows me to help others as well. So I have a very strong curiosity and desire to learn. I think I'll be a lifelong learner. 
So vulnerability, also very huge in connection. So relationships, connection. Yeah. So my ideal moment is to sit down with somebody in a very vulnerable, connected conversation, one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. you know, where you don't even realize that the world is still spinning around you. You're so locked in and you're so sharing, you know, you're sharing. Yeah. What do you think most companies are missing in their culture today? The human part. Just the fact that like, I, and I see it in our, my own culture and in our business as well. It's like you get so focused on the business and the numbers and the growth and the ROI and the, you know, all those numbers mm -hmm. that like you're not thinking about the human part of it. You know, we're all human. Yeah. And you show up every single day and you bring with you a whole bunch of life. Mm -hmm. Well, it's dismissed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we're missing the whole person. So I don't think you can separate work and life. It's just not possible. No. So how can we be more compassionate? Mm -hmm. We've actually started using the word compassion at work, and that's really new. Like that is not a space that most people are in yet. We are in very serious business where compassion might be on the radar, but it's not really. Yeah. And I think when you think of how you work with your fellow teammates, compassion just has to be on the radar. Mm -hmm. Like they're real people. They're going home every night just like you, mm -hmm. but we don't talk about feelings at work. We don't bring all of that with us. Yeah. And so I think we end up denying kind of the real humanness of it. And we actually are missing then the opportunity to experience somebody yeah. at their best, which means all in. Mm -hmm. People bring a little portion of themselves. What do you think it means to be a woman in business today, especially in, like you just said, a very serious business? A part of me is a little bit sad about that because I feel like as far as we've come with women, mm -hmm. we're actually still not home yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think women are supporting each other in a way yet that is really bold and really courageous. Mm -hmm. I think we're still blocking each other. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to be more supportive of each other and mm -hmm. really be right behind the woman next to you saying, yes, you can. Yeah. That's just not happening yet, and I don't totally understand it, mm -hmm. but I feel like for women in the work world, like we give so much of ourselves to raising families and kids that one of my passions is helping women who are just coming out of that fog. Mm -hmm. You know, we have children, and then, but then you get to a point where those kids get bigger, right? But then all of a sudden you're staring at, you know, who am I? I just did all this for yeah, years. Exactly. I have been a working mom, but now all of a sudden my career, you know, did I put it on the back burner? Is it here for me? Like, there's just, it's such a interesting and challenging time of life mm -hmm. that I think the idea of helping women reestablish themselves career-wise, like yeah. we have to get women in the game. Yeah. So we have to figure out a way to let them be moms and let them be family, but also do the business side as well. Yeah. And I don't think we've cracked that entire night. You know, in social media, we're not seeing in headlines women represented. Or it's like when you do, it's like, oh, there's this one woman, but then there's something slanted at the end of it. And so there needs to be this, you know, positive out front statement. But the thing that I like to reinforce in anything, whether you're talking about women, whether you're talking about millennials, it doesn't really matter who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You can point the finger at everybody else all day long and find what everybody else is not doing or not. You know, you, it's easy to find the problems in the world. Mm -hmm. But until people start taking personal accountability and pointing that finger back at themselves yeah. and saying, I'm going to show up for women, mm -hmm. I'm going to take this on, I'm going to make them more powerful – it's an eye job, not a point your finger out and find everybody else who's not doing it. Yep. It's how can I role model what this looks like? Because mm -hmm. that's where we'll change things. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Said perfectly. One final question. What do you think is your superpower? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, it's rooted in my values. Um, 
something that's just been really on my heart this week is the ability to, um, uh, when you're in connection with another human being, how you make them feel, that whole Maya Angelou quote. Yeah. Um, people are going to remember how you made them feel. And so that was one of my biggest objectives this week is how many people can I touch and how many people are going to walk away feeling something from me like I saw you. That to me is a major superpower. If you can figure out how to see the people who are sitting next to you mm-hmm. and make them feel like you see them, to me, that's it's so powerful. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Now it's time for Tangible Takeaways, where we break down big ideas into bite-sized pieces you can take with you and implement in your workplace culture. The first is that self-awareness is the key to personal growth. Being honest about who you are and where your true strengths lie is the first and perhaps biggest step to not only chasing the things you're really interested in, but catching them as well. The second is that women need to support each other more. Heck, we all need to support women more especially those who are trying to establish or reestablish their careers. When you're recruiting talent, are you overlooking candidates because of gaps in their resume? Is your workplace culture friendly and flexible for parents raising children? Have you taken any steps to reduce unconscious bias in your hiring process? Sometimes a little thought goes a long way. The third is that my superpower is flight. That's right, I can fly. Only catch is that it takes me exactly as long as it would as if I was flying coach. I still have to wait in line, take off my shoes at security, eat overpriced airport food, and sit on the tarmac while my wings are de-iced. But then... Your turn. What's your superpower? Tell me about it at andrew at theworkplace.com, and I'll read off the best ones in a future episode. That's it for this episode of The Workplace. If you liked it, or even if you didn't, please rate, review, and subscribe to The Workplace on Stitcher. It really helps us grow and better understand our listeners. The Workplace is sponsored by O.C. Tanner, the global leader in employee recognition. O.C. Tanner helps thousands of top companies create engaging cultures where people can accomplish and appreciate great work. 25 of the Fortune 100 best companies to work for use an O.C. Tanner recognition solution. Learn how to influence greatness in your organization at octanner.com.